are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We live, I think you'd agree with me on this, we live in a day of fear. It's everywhere. Fear is to tremble, it's to shake, it's nervousness. It's like an earthquake. And there's such uncertainty around. I I refuse to mount this pulpit and to infuse fear on God's people. I don't think you lead out of fear. I don't think we lead our children out of fear. I don't think our, our homes, our marriages should be founded upon fear. My Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of might and of a sound mind. Government gives fear. That's why our Constitution was such an incredible document that government was not going to govern our lives. We were going to govern our lives. We, we, we have been empowered. Government's purpose was to protect our rights, our person, and our property in a discussion. Government's not to tell you how to run your health. Government's not to tell you how to run your life. We live in a day of fear. I think of fear today to tremble and to quake and to, and to, uh, to be afraid. The stock market. You know, I, I wish you could be as ignorant as I with regard to the stock market. I don't know how to read it. I never have. I don't know. It used to, I guess it's still in the paper, Wall Street Journal, all those little numbers, whatever they mean, they mean something. But guess what about the stock market? It's going to go down. And it's going to go back up again. I have lived with you and my wife in these 44 years of pastoring this church through five massive economic uh, turndowns in this area where you would see for sale sign after for sale sign after for sale sign on houses and they would not move. I have seen it when you list it and you get 22 offers within the hour. Or, you know, thereabouts, I'm giving you an illustration. It's just an amazing thing. I've seen it where, they, I've seen it where my wife and I put a, a bid on a house seven years ago. We bid $450,000 in this neighborhood and went for four fifty-two. The same house is now a million three, million four. Wish we'd have bought that. And guess what? I've seen them go down to nothing. And remember the stock market fiasco, the computer fiasco. And the first one was every man in our church in, in the 70s lost their businesses that worked in the construction field. It was a very difficult time. I can remember the gas, uh, gasoline, when there, there was a war going on and we couldn't got, get gasoline on Monday morning. We'd haul all of our buses. I'd get men to, stand, I'd get in a bus and we'd all sit out here and wait in line uh, to get gasoline. And it was rationed, it was very difficult. I want you to know that fear is not the way to live your life. 
I brought before me today uh, an article of fear. Do you remember 1999? Why, why 2K? And they said, do not fly on a plane on January 1st. And I can recall, because I've flown so much throughout these years, I can recall they said, don't get on a plane because the computers were not programmed to move into an entire new uh, uh, 2000, uh, a new century. We're not ready for that. And, uh, and, and so please don't be in a place. We do not know what's gonna happen. And the great fear that gripped our nation and gripped literally the world. And the world was all afraid. And then 2001, we had the anthrax scare. And everybody's afraid to go to their mailboxes. Anthrax. And then we had the 2002 West Nile. And every time, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. And then we had the SARS. Remember SARS 2003? SARS is going to get us. It's going to get us all. I don't know about the prince of the power of the air, but it just seems like he loves to breed fear in people. The children of Israel did not conquer Canaan when they were supposed to. They rebelled against God because of an unbelieving heart and the unbelief was because they had fear that they could not see God do it. The children of God saw a miracle of 5,000 fed men plus women and children. And two chapters later, they were afraid that God could not feed 4,000. In 2005, we had the bird flu. People were scared about all the birds flying around because we're gonna get the flu from the birds and there was some epidemic. 2006 was E. coli. 2009 was swine flu and I'm jumping over many. 2013, we had, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna die. North Korea, what, what's happening, North Korea? Still there. 2014 was Ebola. 2015, I'll never forget 2015 because we had the big scare and it came in through Disneyland and it came in from over the border. I'll let that sink in. And that is not ethnic. And it came over the border. And Disneyland all of a sudden had measles and ice and, and ISIS came there and ISIS said we're responsible and it's gonna it's gonna kill you. Zika, 2016, it's gonna kill you. The migrant caravans in 2018, we're gonna all die. But the sun's coming up in the morning. I do not make light of this corona. A virus. I respect you, whatever precautions out here this morning, a lot of folks are bumping my hand or elbowing my hand or not wanting to talk to me or just wave or whatever. God bless you. I've been shaking hands at a door at a church at the back door for almost 50 years. I don't say this rudely. I've watched people stick this little finger somewhere and come and shake my hand. I've watched people go, hey, how are you? And you can feel it. It is an amazing thing. All I do is I practice the book of Leviticus. I wash my hands. I don't touch my face. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, and please, please, you can, be as, you can be whatever precautions you want to make. You can make whatever, and I'm not going to fault you for it. 
but don't live in fear. Because the next one's coming down the pike and let's be very careful and let's make sure things are clean and, and let's make sure, I, I get on an airplane and um, they give me one of those little hand things, sanitize, I wipe everything down. Been doing it for years, because it's filthy. I mean, I've sat in some planes where the little kid in front of me, ah, it stinks to heaven, and he messes the seat. They don't come and clean it between, no, get the next cattle group in here. We're flying out. They're saying now, uh, they're, they're stopping the planes, and at the, everybody deplanes, and they're going through, and they're completely cleaning the plane before the next crash. Good, it's about time. Hey. I ought to do that. I went to Costco the other day because they were, um, uh, we had to get water, bottled water for our Sunday school class. We have an activity on Friday night. And I picked up four big old cases in it, got up there and said, you can only buy two. And so we have people trying to get caseloads out here. And, 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 the, and the, I went back and, and the lady was scrubbing the, every person coming in with a, a cart, scrubbing. Thank you, I like that. I go to Lowe's. And they always have those hand wipes. They've had them for a long time. I go get them and wipe down because who knows which one of these guys, never mind, but who knows what it was. You know, if we would practice the Bible, we could be clean. And I'm not suggesting, and I know you work in, in, in so many folks work in health situations. I, I, I'm getting where I'm going. But I don't want God's people to be fearing everything. What's going to happen with the stock market? It's going down. And then it's going to go back up. And if it doesn't, Jesus is coming again and we're out of here. Verse 2 is our verse today. We'll look at the chapter, but verse 2, that ye be, there's two S's. That ye be not, not, say that word not. Not, not, no, not. What's the next two S's? Not soon shaken. Don't allow, if the news shakes you up, stop watching the news. There's always a conspiracy. There's always someone that's lying. And it's an amazing thing. The Democrats think the Republicans are lying, and the Republican thinks the Democrats. Who's telling the truth? I don't know. Don't get all worked up. Chill out. I mean, just, just slow down. Take a chill pill. That you be soon, or not soon shaken in mind are troubled, are troubled, neither by spirit, that's inside, or word, that's the news and all the other, or by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. This is a people that were under great persecution. And because of that great persecution, there was unrest in the hearts of these Christians. Notice what it says in chapter number one, verse four, so that we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. You're, you're preserved. You're, you're having a hard time. There's persecution going on, but you're staying with it. 
Notice what he says in verse number five, the latter part of verse number five. Ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye suffer. Notice what he says in verse 16, it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation unto them that trouble you. They were people, they were troubling them. And perhaps you're living your life and you're hearing all the news day by day and you think, what's gonna happen today? What's gonna happen tomorrow? And we're so looking down here, we're not looking unto Jesus, the author and finish, and, and we, we're, never, we're, we're missing the sunrise, we're missing the sunsets, we're missing the blossoms on the trees and the flowers on the pathway of life, we're missing the beauty of the ocean, we're missing the beauty of God's creation, a new day, because we're so worried about all that's happening here. Be soon not shaken. Verse number seven of chapter one. And to you who are troubled, to you who are troubled, remember verse six, they were troubled. To you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall reveal from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance. In other words, God's got it. God's got this. He's got it under control. And the news media gets you for 167 hours a week and I get you for 30 minutes on Sunday morning to speak to you as a minister of the gospel. I'm trying to tell you that God's got everything in control. So he says, now, verse two, verse one of chapter two, now we beseech you, brethren. God's people ought to be different than the world. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ by our gathering together unto him. Verse two, let's read it together. Ready, begin. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. Let's go back and look at that verse together, shall we? That ye be not soon shaken, torn apart. Be careful what you read, it tears you apart. Be careful of what you lose. It's the word to be shaken means to lose your balance. Don't lose your balance. Mother and dad, you have children that are watching you. Don't lose your balance. Not just, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about it. You lose your, you lose your, 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 your job. You lose your income. You, 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 you have a reversal with your income. Be ready. Be steady. Tell your kids that, God has us, everything's all right in my father's house. But father, you lost your job. I know, God, be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. It is your job in life to take these heartaches and these difficulties that God is gonna allow you to have. Why? You're training the next generation. But if all of a sudden you lose your job and you're mad at your wife and you're yelling at your kids and you're upset in life and Christianity is wrong and the church is bad, you're teaching your kids the same thing. And you lose your job and you think there's no hope. And our first answer is, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go somewhere, I gotta do something. No, maybe the first thing you ought to do is now say, dear God, I have a real situation here and I am gonna try by the grace of God, Lord, uh, to help my wife steady her. I don't want her to shake. 
I don't want her to tremble. Certainly she ought to. She has every right to. Her husband's lost his job, but God, I want to steady that dear lady. She doesn't need a weak man. She doesn't need a feeble man. She doesn't need a spineless man. Dear to God, I am weak, but please, would you please cause me to be strong in thee? And then I have these little children. I love my children, God, and they have to realize that daddy's still gonna have family devotions tonight and prayer time and singing and a happy spirit and we're gonna have music in the home and we're gonna have life in the home and believing God, why don't you go to your knees before you go to the internet? Why don't you go to your knees before you start getting soon shaken? So he says, I want you to guard the first thing, your mind. Your mind. The mind is the seat of consciousness. Uh, the mind is the seat of perception. Wonderful thing and wonderful thing about pastoring this church is manyfold, but one is to watch when we've gone through deep waters. Financial deep times and city hall deep times and people moving away deep times and five times financial reversals in this area and, and building constructions that hit a, hit a we, we finished this building, we finished this building and the city found something. They said, this is not right. And, and, and all of a sudden it cost another million and for one year this building sat painted, pews, sound system, pulpit, pianos. One year it sat empty, we could not use it. But guess what, we've been using it for 14, 15 years now. It always works out, ladies and gentlemen. You flunk a class in college, it always works out. You lose a job, it always works out. You lose a house, I'm not happy about this. I think we lost only one member to my knowledge, but we lost, we had 86 families when the turn down with the finances, with the houses, the housing market, 86 families lost their homes. 86 families. Some of those different sweet families were folks that came into this country legally, got jobs, worked a job, and for the first time in their life, they were able to buy a house. And they bought a house and they lost their house. That's just one of many different segments in our church. I believe I only had one family leave. I would imagine some of those folks are still renting houses years later. You know what I love pastoring people like you? You're not soon shaken. We've never had parking at this church. You're not soon shaken. We've never had enough building space, Sunday school space. You're not soon shaken. Stop becoming soon shaken. And it begins in your mind. Thou wilt keep him a perfect peace who's mine. We get our mind thinking. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm not happy, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with my wife. I'm not happy with my husband. I'm not happy with this area. I'm not happy with this church. This church is no good. I'm not happy with the school. I'm not happy with the college. I'm not happy with the music. I'm not happy, and we begin to dwell on that. But that is anti-Bible. Because what sort of things are good and lovely and pure? I'm amazed at people that, that, you know, they, oh, I found this great church, great church. But we're not thinking about how great it is. We get sideways over some little tiny issue. And that little issue draws us to think about all the bad here. I don't read the internet, but I 
hear enough of, I think heaven's going to be fun if God will let me see all the bad things that people have said about this church or me on the internet. But there'll be nothing like that in heaven. So, and guess what? I don't know how to read the internet. So keep on talking. Because my life is not going to spin from an internet. But you be not soon shaken. The scripture talks in 2 Timothy about a sound mind. Peter says a girded mind. You, You pull up your mind. We ought to man up and pull up our mind, pull it together. And a one mind and a fervent mind and a ready mind, a humble mind. And he talks about a staid mind and a sane mind and a willing mind. There was a man from Prussia. His name was Albert. Albert was a great manufacturer. But his mind dwelt constantly. He was always dwelling on death. And he made a rule for his employees. He was a very wealthy, very successful man that everybody knew about. Albert in that country, he was just such a dynamite person. And the manufacturing company, he said, in this company, if you work here, you can never talk about death. And if you talk about death, I'll fire you. His wife one day said something about death and he immediately divorced her. So I'm not living with a woman that believes in death. Guess what happened to Albert? What he feared the most, he feared death, he feared death, he feared death. But guess what happened? He died. Some of you are so obsessed with fear of death that you're not enjoying life. I have pastored people that have some incurable disease and I've watched how they are not soon shaken. I've watched how they've been ready, steady, all right, I've got cancer, all right, I've got this situation, I'm gonna have to deal with this thing, God's got this, and as they get weak, I think of my dear friend, Dr. Wally Davis, and I I watched that dear man suffer at age 51 with cancer. We were roommates in college, and I can think of how what a great man of God and a preacher he was. And sometimes I'd go see him, and as a pastor, you should never cry and get him all worked up, you know. And I'd weep with him, and he said, dream, dream. It'd be okay. Brother Davis, you're dying. I saw him on a bed of ice at Stanford Hospital. Literally, I had him on a bed of ice. It's freezing. And it's so cold. And I went in there just hardly could take it. And I said, Treve, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but God took him. I know God took him. But he wasn't living in fear. Please, in God's dear name, don't spend your life with your mind all upset. I love what Luke tells us in Luke 21. They're all fearful. And this is what Luke tells us in chapter number 21. Man's hearts shall fail because of fear. He's talking about the last days. In the last days, men's hearts are gonna fail because of fear. They're coming after us. They're gonna get us. They're gonna bomb us. I'm not suggesting and we're in training all the time around here. I'm not, I was on the air base yesterday over here at Moffett Field and said, 
If you see, stay vigilant, stay vigilant. If you see something, say something. I like that. If you see something, say something. I'm not suggesting, well, let's be careless about safety. No, I have my house like Fort Knox. Outside and inside. A cat walks up around our house. The lights go on. I want to know what's going on around there. I forgot early this morning I had the alarm set. I thought I turned it off. It was early. It was dark. I had to go to my car in the garage and grab something. It was on instant. So when you open it up, I'm not talking about it makes a noise. I'm talking about it makes a blast. I opened the door. Oh, I thought my neighbors are going to hate me for sure. In the last days, men's hearts are going to fear. I see senior saints right over here, several of you, many of you, you're all scattered through the house. I'm thankful I pastor senior saints that are not running scared over every little issue in life. And some of the ever little issues are big, big issues. Guard your mind. Do you recall that in 1 Samuel chapter 17, David killed a man by the name of, uh, with five stones, he used one and he killed him. His name was uh, Goliath with that little sling. He was a Philistine in chapter 17. But in chapter number 27, David became afraid of the Philistines. And David said, there's nothing better for me to do than I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. And the Bible said, there's a word I left out, he said in his heart, your heart is the mind, it's the emotional center of your brain. The heart is three pounds. So when we talk about our heart, it's our mind, and one-third of our heart is, one-third of our brain is our heart. Looks like a walnut. And that heart is the emotional center, the perception center. And you begin to see things wrong, see things wrong, see things wrong, you'll say things wrong. And David said, there's nothing better, he said in his heart, nothing better than being to speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. It begins in your heart. That will keep in perfect peace whose mind, that's your heart, is stayed on thee. I think of my blessed redeemer. I think of him all the day long. You're not thinking about, I think of Ebola all day. I think of SARS and the, and the uh, swine flu and all these other things all the day long. You're thinking of the wrong thing. I'm not suggesting I may not get whatever this new one is. I'm not suggesting it may not, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I do know, I think, I don't know, you would know more than me. I think I said on Friday, I think I saw we have 11 deaths in America. That's sad. But we'll also have 2,000 babies aborted today. And 2,000 yesterday. And 2,000 tomorrow. I'm not suggesting those 11 lives were not very special. I'm not even sure they had the, I don't know, I'm not a doctor if they had that virus. But I want to keep my mind right. I want to think on things that are lovely and things that are pure and things that are a good report. And if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think, think, think on these things. We're getting a series on Wednesday night with our men are preaching around here on the book of Galatians. Galatians was a, a church that allowed 
wrong to creep in. And then Ephesians and then the Colossians are taking a chapter a week. But there's one church that did not get a rebuke. It was the church at Philippi. And 16 times he talks about their mind. Your mind, keep your mind in control. He's in a jail cell and he said 18 times, rejoice our joy. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. People on the outside were in fear. He's lowered down in a hole in the ground and he's down there and said, I'm having the time of my life. Stop thinking so negatively. I put money in the stock market. Okay, get ready for it to go down and then it'll go up. Oh, we have no rain. We're gonna have, we're gonna have rationing of water. Probably. Probably. They're proposing right now to shut this reservoir down in October that houses our waters and empty it because they said it's not earthquake ready. We need that water. But if they do it, they do it. It's 12 o'clock. That to be not soon shaken the mind, or secondly, he says, troubled. Troubled. Trouble is to be alarmed. Let not your heart be troubled. Those disciples were all troubled. They were shaken. They were nervous. John 13, John 14. And Jesus said, boys, boys, man, man, man. Let not your heart be troubled. Keep believing God. Believe also in me. And they said, then if it's by your mouth or what is printed, guard the things you hear and see. For we're told in Acts chapter 4, we cannot help but speak the things we've seen and heard. We see the wrong things on the news all day long. And I don't think there's a righteous meter on the news. Here's a godly article. Let's promote this. It's all bad. It's all terrible. And I'm not suggesting you cannot watch the news. I'm just trying to say, don't be soon, so, so soon shaken. Chill out. We're living in a world where we're constantly told how bad everything is. China's bad, South Korea's bad, all these things. Health is bad. You know what I don't know. They said the bats brought the, but, but now they're saying it wasn't the bats. Then it was this, and they said a factory was manufactured. I, don't, I, I have, you, you're gonna tell me at the door what it is because maybe you're an authority on it. I have no idea how we have this corona, if, if we have it. I'm, we, should get, we got something. But I'm gonna work on my mind being right and not being troubled and watch what I see and what I hear, and I'm gonna wash my hands. I'm coming to you today as a, a leader of this church. A military general, as he leads them to the battle, there's bullets that are flying, there's planes that are flying, it's terrible. But a general has to come and say, now boys, you guys have been prepared. We have the best weaponry. You're ready to go. And we've got this. Now let's go get them. 
think a general should say, now guys, I'm shaking in my boots. I'm afraid. I don't know if we can do this. I'd love to see that generation of Normandy boys in the beaches of Omaha. Those guys that knew they were going to be slaughtered and killed, and yet they believed in the cause. I'm so very grateful that God has not given us the spirit of fear. You go to work this week, and I'll tell you what, and don't start fearing. The job market's going to be affected. It's going to, uh, uh, if this thing, if, if we don't get this thing under control, whatever that means, there's going to be jobs that are affected, incomes that are going to be affected. But everything's all right in my father's house. Don't worry about all that. If it happens, it happens. Let's deal with it. And I'm not, please, before we pray, trying to be careless or flippant. But you have enough people telling you how terrible life is. I'm coming as one voice. I'm not saying I'm the only, but I'm coming as a voice, a voice telling you, it's going to be okay. Wash your hands. Bathe your body. Clean your house. Clean your car. Wipe your steering wheel down. But that should be a way of life. Don't eat in your car. I don't want God's people to be soon shaken. I don't want these little kids to think it's the end. There's no hope. I don't want these teenagers to think it's over. It's over. A young man years ago, I'll never forget speaking to this teenager. Said, I want to drop out of high school, Pastor. In the other building, I said, Son, why? He said, Because the president. The president is going to take us to war. And we're going to die. So what's the sense of going to school if I'm just going to die? I want to say Ronald Reagan was the president or it was George, w., uh, George H. Bush. Guess what? We're still here. Do not be so soon shaken. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.